Super Talk Mississippi media production. What's the key to a quick and fun travel escape? Enjoy public art outside or outsider art inside and refresh your sense of history with awe-inspiring parks and museums. Vicksburg is the key to the South. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Thursday morning here in the great state of Mississippi. Thanks for joining us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen who are out there taking care of us. We'll thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way. The trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It'd be a little weird, Robbie, if uh, Brupolo was in Tipslerville. Tipslerville? Tipslerville. Tipslerville. Yes. I, I can honestly say I've never in my life heard of Tipslerville, Mississippi. Would you like to guess the county? No, I would not. Okay, it's in Tippa. Oh, well, that's anticlimactic. It is, it is about halfway between Faulkner and Walnut. Okay. That's where you uh, I mean, I know where some of those places are. Well, there you go. There it is. Tippa. Tippa County, yeah. Tippa. Tippa. <laughs> yes, Tippa. T-I-P-P-A-H. But you, there's an extra emphasis in the Tippa. Oh, Yes. Uh, Make uh, them say, oh. Uh. Some DMX in there. No, that was Master P. Well, DMX can do that too, right? He can. He can. Wherever you are in our great state. He could. For, if you're looking for coffee, you can get it at Strange Brew Coffee House. Oh. Uh. Right. Stop. Drop. Ah. Close them down. Open up. Stop. Rest anyway. in peace. Yes. Whatever you're looking for, we've got you covered at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. I sent out a uh, tweet today of a fantastic Adidas pullover, M over S logo. That's something you don't see a lot is the Adidas stuff with the state script or the uh, the 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 M over S. You see it, the coaches are wearing it a lot, but finding it out for sale can be tough. They've got it at College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're originally by Fleet Feet. They're in Florida by the Half Shell. Or you can always just shop online. CollegeCornerStore.com Restaurant Tyler remains Starkville's best restaurant, best lunch, best brunch, best dinner. When you're doing all those things in one place, that makes you the best, and it's just that simple. So when you're looking for a great southern blue plate lunch, if you're looking for some white tablecloth dining at dinner, or if you just want to have an easy brunch after church on Sunday, it's all in one location, right there at the corner of Washington and Maine, Starville's finest restaurant, Restaurant Tyler. Priority One Bank wants to serve you. They have 16 locations 
throughout Central Mississippi to help them do exactly that. And when you build a relationships with someone at Priority One Bank, you know that they're the ones who make the decisions when you come in there asking for a loan for your small business, for your home, for your car, whatever it is. You're talking to somebody you can trust. We talk about eat local. We talk about shop local. It's also important to bank local, and Priority One Bank does exactly that. Look online at PriorityOneBank.com to find the branch nearest you. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. Mississippi State women's basketball, their priority was to advance in the NCAA tournament. And, Robbie, I was I didn't watch the first half of this game. I kept up with it because you know I was on the air with Thunder and Lightning Live, and it was a pretty close first half. But in the second half, Robbie, the Bulldogs dominated and walked away with what was a really comfortable win over an Illinois team that we both thought was was underseeded in this. And now they are on to the uh, the next round of the NCAA tournament to take on Creighton. Really impressive by Sam Purcell and his team, I thought. Well, it's what we talked about the, the other night when we were discussing Mississippi State's chances in this game. They had to do some things on the defensive end that they – have been kind of up and down on that end of the floor. The offense, it was kind of, it was really uncharacteristic of the offense against Texas A&M to score five points or whatever it was in the second quarter. This offense has been solid. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's, had, it's had its inconsistencies, but the offense has really been, you know, significantly better than what we've seen from the men. Mm-hmm. The defensive side is where they needed to kind of start things. And I thought that's what they did. They played a solid first quarter offensively, but gave up. Uh, 19 points or whatever it was, and then it was a defensive struggle in the second. The second half, coming out defensively and doing what they did, I thought really won the ball game for them. On the defensive end, they're getting stops. They were making it really hard for Illinois to get good looks. They were closing in, running through screens, um, and, and really made it difficult for for the Illini to get things going offensively. And Illinois has some really good guards. And I thought – really, the, the thing to me that really changed the game for Mississippi State was Alana Smith in the third quarter. The defense in the uh, backcourt looked so much different with Alana Smith in the game. She was not in the game for the better part of the first half because she's in foul trouble. You look so much faster out front when you have a player like that out there – I thought she did an excellent job. It doesn't really show up in the in the stat sheet much, but she changed a lot of what Illinois did offensively, and it translated uh, for everybody else in the defensive end, turned into points on the other end. An 11-2 run to start the second half. You gave up one field goal made the entire third quarter. That's where the game was won. State extended the lead in the fourth quarter, but the game was won right there in the third, and that was just an excellent ball game for Mississippi State. They looked like a team that was hungry to um, avenge what they did in that first round of the SEC tournament. And I thought this was a very good sign for people that might be detractors of Sam Purcell um, and, you know, think that he might not be head coach material. He's gotten 21 wins in year one. He got you an NCAA tournament win. And the second half adjustments, I think, show you that he can really uh, coach. And I think that he's starting to show that a little bit. He's got some kinks to work out in year one like anybody else, but he's impressed me, and this was a really good step in the right direction for Mississippi State. Yeah, big win for the Bulldogs. And we talked about it, you know, that we said if a team was – if state, the men or the women were going to make a run to the second weekend, we thought the women were more likely just because they didn't have the fatal flaw of not being able to make shots. This team mm-hmm. tonight, they didn't shoot the ball particularly well in the first half, 
but were much better in the second half and put up the points, and they get the win. Now they'll take on Creighton. What do we know about the Creighton Blue Jays? Anything at all? Have you done? The, I know you've done the scouting on that, Robbie. Well, it's just a team, a, a program that is – they're not really mid-major because they're in the Big East, but they have kind of that feel to them. They're not they're a team that a lot of people might overlook, but that would be very foolish. This is um, a squad that's in the same conference as, as UConn, the greatest program possibly in women's basketball history, and they lost to them by two points to end the regular season. Mm-hmm. So, you know – I don't know. It's it's kind of a weird matchup. State should have the size advantage again, just like they did against Illinois. It's not a team that's going to be very big, but they're going to be very efficient on the offensive end. Think maybe um, – I'm, I'm trying to think of a comparison this year. Maybe South Dakota State that State has seen already. Um, Nebraska, a team like that. That that's that's how this team's going to play. They're they they're going to be able to shoot the basketball. They're not going to miss a ton of assignments. They play really good fundamental basketball, and uh, they can really shoot it. Forty five percent from the field this year. They hit thirty seven percent of threes. State's going to have to be really good on the perimeter. They, I thought State was really good in this game against Illinois, and uh, the line I has some really quick guards. This isn't going to be as much a quickness thing with Creighton as much a, as a offensive efficiency thing. And this team can really uh, execute on the offensive end. So going to be a, a tough battle, but I think it's a battle that State has an edge in in some respects. I think they're going to have the speed advantage, the length advantage, and the size. I would attack in the post. I would attack by getting to the basket, drawing fouls, and hitting from the free throw line. Um, but – Going to be a, a, a bit of a challenge, but I like where this Mississippi State team is. If they're playing like they did on um, Wednesday night, this is a Sweet Sixteen team, and I'm not I'm not kidding. This oh, team is capable. This team is capable of making a run in the tournament, and uh, this is a, a a matchup that I think they can win. Jessica Carter was really big for Mississippi State on uh, on uh, Wednesday night. Twenty two points, nine boards, four blocks. State was really good on the boards. You mentioned that six, you know, sixteen offensive boards, thirty-six points in the paint, bench scoring. I mean, it's just a total effort. You look at up and down the stat sheet, and then you just you see why Mississippi State won and won the way they did. And this is the kind of performance that you know, had they had this in the uh, the SEC tournament against Texas A and M, they wouldn't have been in this play-in game. They would have they would have been already into the NCAA tournament. But I do agree with you that if this team plays with this manner. Uh, in the next couple of days, they have a great chance to make the second weekend. But at the same time, you know that inconsistency that we've seen so many times from this team, uh, it could could crop up. When when you talk to Sam Purcell after the uh, the game tonight in the press conference, what did he have to say? Well, I didn't get a chance to talk to him myself, but our friend um, Stefan okay. and, and Grace were both at the press conference. And I had a chance to to listen in. Um, it, it was it was Grace Yabara and his her. Absolutely mid boyfriend Stefan Krashnik. Yeah, can you believe that guy? I don't Unbelievable. even believe Can you believe there's, can you there's believe the grace your coverage? And then there's I hit a home run that landed in the state outside of the stadium. And there's that's Stefan. Grace's name could not be more appropriate that she's been able to have <laughs> the a grace. Tremendous human being. Really is. Yeah. But um anyway, you know, it was more of a reflection of, you know, getting the win. Uh, a reflection on the game itself. He didn't, from what I could remember, he didn't mention anything um, about 
Creighton. I don't know if they've they've probably done at least a little bit of research. You have to at this stage. I mean, you can't just you can't just completely focus on one game. You have to look ahead at some point to just kind of know what you're getting into. And the kind of the 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 worst part of this is you're playing the play-in game. You don't have a chance to go to to the the game and scout like you would in a normal situation in the NCAA tournament. A lot of times after games, the coaches are able to sit court side or before their game and, and scout. State's right. not able to do that, and Creighton was able to do that with them. So you'll have to go back, look at film, and uh, this is a Creighton team that is, is going to be battle-tested, just like State is. I mean, State's played some good teams this year. But, uh, you know, they've played South Dakota, South Dakota State, who are always two really good programs. Nebraska, who beat Mississippi State earlier this year, they won that ball game by 16 points. Um, they be, they uh, lost to Arkansas. They lost to Stanford. They beat Connecticut. So they've played several top 25 or power five teams, and uh, they've won a few of those games. So it's um, – it's going to be a challenge, but tomorrow and probably late tonight will be spent on that scouting and getting back to work for Mississippi State. But State continues to be that team to me that just – if they do lose, they just beat themselves. We've seen this team go head-to-head yeah. with, with South Carolina, the best team in the country, and lose by single digits and hold them under 60 points. If this team loses a ball game until it gets to, you know, an Elite Eight or, you know, Sweet six, sweet 16 or even if they were to play Notre Dame, if they lose a game, a lot of times it's going to be on them. They have the talent. They have the ability to beat just about anybody in the country. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's all about execution for this team. Don't turn the ball over. Um, have some smart possessions to the offensive end. Play good defense. And you have a shot to win, win a, an NCAA tournament game. We have talked so much about Chris Jans and the job he did this year. Have we have we underrated? Have we overlooked what Sam Purcell has done? I think so, and I, I think the reason that is is because people have grown to expect success in women's basketball at Mississippi State because they've seen that, and there's still it's still kind of a short to a lot of people short term between Vic Schaefer and Sam Purcell. When in reality, there's only one player left from Vic Schaefer on this team, and that's Jessica Carter. This is basically a brand-new team. Now, if this was Sam Purcell taking over Vic Schaefer's team in 2020, then I could understand that. But this is it's basically a clean slate for Mississippi State. And in a lot of ways, it's a, it's a much worse situation than there was a couple years ago because you've had back-to-back seasons of – kind of, uh, you know, mid-seasons where you didn't really – you weren't really in the NCAA tournament discussion uh, late in the season. You didn't make the NCAA tournament. And you had kind of a fractured uh, roster to a certain extent. What he was able to do, I, I think we need to give him a, a lot more credit than he's gotten. He had to pull in over half of a roster from the transfer portal and merge them into this roster that has – had locker room issues, that's had different head coaches, and he made this a stable situation for Mississippi State. And while they don't have a ton of big wins on their resume this year, this is a team that went through some ups and downs and came out of it, and now you've advanced in the NCAA tournament. Whether they win on Friday or not is not really relevant. We've seen what we need to see from Sam Purcell. He took over a program for the first time. 
He made it through some rocky situations at times this year, and he's going to leave with at least 21 wins in year one and an NCAA tournament win. Um, he's a great recruiter. Nobody, I don't think anybody in this fan base could deny that. He's now shown that he and his staff can coach. They can make adjustments. They can get prepared for teams, and they can win big ball games. I think this is uh, just the beginning for him. I think Mississippi State made two monster hires with the women's and the men's team, and he has a chance now to just keep it rolling. I mean, he's he's among a select few in SEC history since the SEC became uh, – since women's basketball became a thing in the SEC. He's a select few that's been able to win 20 games plus in year one, and now he's climbing up that list with some great ones. So, um, you know, I, I have – a ton of respect for what he's done and he's only going to get better because he's learning every day. Exactly. I mean, this, we forget sometimes this guy's never been a head coach before, you know, he was brought in as more as, you know, he'll recruit well, he'll be an elite recruiter. So he'll get the talent and then he'll figure out the coaching part as he goes. And he seems to be figuring that out. He seems to be, you know, with each game getting a little bit better. And, and tonight, like you mentioned, just a, a really good job of getting his team in the right positions in the second half uh, to, to walk away with this really nice win uh, for Mississippi State. So what time is tip for the uh, Creighton game? 5 p.m. 5 p.m. So. And I, I was going to say, I've been, I've been keeping up with this stat for a few weeks. Yeah. But uh, Sam is now, I think he's the 12th coach Um to have 21 or more wins in their first year in SEC play since it became a um, a sanctioned sport, which yeah. was in the, like, 1980-something, 82 maybe, 81. He is, he's, uh, he's 12th in that list right now. If he wins on Friday, he'll be 8th. Uh, wow. And yeah. Hopefully, you know, see if he can continue to go up, so. Very impressive stat. Very yeah, and in, and in there is, you know, Pokey Chapman, Van Chancellor, Kim Mulkey, uh, Kelly Harper. I mean, there's some good coaches in there. No question about it. Really big win for Mississippi State, and the tournament continues for them. They will head uh, into the uh, second round. Uh, Creighton, Friday, 5 p.m. tip-off uh, for uh, that game. So, uh, check it out. That's good. It, it's 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 I'm I'm... I was almost convinced early the way that they were playing early, you know, you you watch go back and watch the first half and the difference was the free throw line, right? State had shot, I think they were ten of twelve at the at the half, and Illinois had not shot a single free throw at that point, and State's only up one, and I was like, that's that's not a good sign. So, really impressive win for Mississippi State to just put it away in the second half, uh, and the way that they did, really good win for the Bulldogs. Also a. Uh, a good win. Well, let, let, yeah, hold on. Let's 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 move on into the rest of the show. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council. We want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. I had beef tonight. I had some uh, some some beef fajitas, egg fajitas. Yummy. They were oh, they were good. It was my it's, uh, my my oldest daughter's uh, birthday dinner was tonight, and she she loves she loves the, the mi hacienda. So I always get the. Oh, is that? I saw that. Did you know that that place is twenty years old? That they, I just, I just read in the in our paper the other yeah, day. Yeah, you know what they had a this sign is the twentieth anniversary. That. Can you uh, believe that? Two thousand three. Yeah. Why don't you just shut up? I appreciate that. I appreciate it if you would stop hmm. talking right now. I mean, I was in high school. Where were you? I was. Uh, I had been married for a, a year. 
I just got well, there. You go. Yeah, great. Thank you. Appreciate. Uh, yeah, anytime. You. Yeah, you're you're a good person. Um, beef is good. Steak is good. Burgers are good. Uh, unlike Robbie Falk. So Mihasienda is good. Mihasienda is good. I mean, there's no getting around that fact. So one of the 15 Mexican restaurants in Starkville, Mississippi. It's number one for Brian Haydad. That's where that's where the Haydad family eats Mexican food. We well, go, there you go. We are a Mihasienda family, and we we don't ever you won't ever see us darken the door of El of El. Uh, what is it? It's, it's La Terraza and Casa Brava and El Veracruz. We're, we're not. We're never. Hey. I don't need any bad mouthing of El Veracruz. That's We're Natty Falk's favorite ain't Mexican see, restaurant. You ain't never gonna see Brian Haydad walking through that door. All right, very. Terrible. Can I interest you? Can I interest you in a bean and cheese dip? I don't like beans, so no. Oh my God, you're ridiculous. Think, know what you know? Think about what you know about me. Do you think it's a good idea if I eat beans? No, eh, probably not. Yeah, it's probably let's keep me off the beans. I'll stay on the beef. Beef is what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked southern soul food. I don't know if I told you this, by the way, uh, that uh, my wife and uh, kids are taking out uh, since it's Aislinn's birthday weekend. They're going to take they're going to take a little trip. So I'm going to be here by myself. There's almost no chance I don't go to Two Brothers at some point in the next three days. It's just going to happen. I mean, I got, I got I got nothing to do and no one to be with. So. I would go with you if I wasn't heading to uh, Lexington on Thursday morning. Lexington. Yeah, just a quick heads up, quick programming reminder that Robbie will not be on the podcast with me tomorrow. Uh, as he'll be heading to Lexington. Um, but you're going to see me at Two Brothers probably at some point this weekend because I just got a I got an urge for some tacos, some some barbecue tacos, that chicken chipotle taco that they have. I love that. So, uh, the food's great. The people are even better. It's always a great time. And it's a great experience. That's you know, that's the word restaurants like to use is experience. They got it in, in spades there at Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. Great products and great service is what every business likes to promise you, but they deliver it to you at Advantage Business Systems. And they have been doing that for 48 years. So if you need technology for your business, you call Advantage Business Systems. And then if you need service, you call the same people. You don't have to fool around with some overseas call center. You don't have to talk to somebody as an out-of-state consultant who's going to come fix everything in a week to 10 days. It's not about setting an appointment. It's not about talking to people you've never spoken to who don't know you, who don't have that relationship. It's important to, to have a relationship with the people you do business with. Advantage Business Systems wants to get to know you as a neighbor. They will take care of you the way you should be taken care of, like every other Mississippian would be as well. Call them at 601-362-9192, or you can visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. The Collegiate Collection at the Rogue, if you haven't checked it out yet, you are simply missing out. Incredible selection of polos and quarter zips, pullovers, everything you're looking for. Great, subtle, stylish clothing with the logos that you want. You can't ask for anything more than that. If you're tired of... Polos with three different color sleeves. Yes, three different color. If you're tired of logos the size of a small child's head, if you just want a nice, simple polo or pullover, I got you covered. Check out the Rogue. It's Collegiate Collection in the Rogue and Jackson or at therogue.com. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at the Rogue. Luva Wine Bar over on 509 University Drive. That's the place. That's the place for adults. All right, let's just be honest about what this is. I'm hey, look, 
you're over 21, you want to have a good time, Luva is more than happy. But I think we can all agree that's going to be an adult place. That's going to be for people in the Brian Haydad age bracket. And it's a great place for that. It's a fantastic location. they got an incredible wine list. They've got great cocktails, and they've got fantastic food. It's just everything you want in one little spot right there. The ambiance in that place is off the charts. You want to go check it out. If you haven't checked it out yet, you need to soon. Next weekend, home baseball, I'm telling you to put it on your list of things to do. You want to go over to 509 University Drive and hit up Luva Wine Bar. All right, Bulldogs baseball, that's seven straight wins. And and we can say whatever we want to say about how they're playing or what's going on, but at no point last season was there seven straight wins. There just wasn't. Nope. They are playing better, and I still think each game, it feels like like the puzzle pieces are trying to come together for them. Tonight, I thought Kelly Holcomb, oh, I'm sorry, Colby Holcomb, was very good as the starter. And then again, Nate Dome in, in relief is just, he's just pitching at a really, really high level right now. In the middle, there were some shaky moments, but hey, they only gave up the two runs, so Tyson Harden and Tyler Davis were good there. It was a good game overall. Uh, a couple of t- timely hits. Louisiana, I think, is a little bit better opponent than State's played these last few weeks. So I'm not surprised to not see them put up double-digit runs. But they have as much momentum as they can possibly have heading into this series with Kentucky. I really do think that they, they're starting to figure some things out. And I, if they can win this series this weekend, Robbie, I'm willing to say, okay, they're going in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, this we spoke a little bit on it on – Tuesday or Wednesday, whenever we did that, the podcast where we were talking about baseball and kind of where they were. But this team looks better to me than at any point last year, to me. To me. Mm-hmm. Um, we're starting to see you – know, I think a lot of people want the pitching to be bad so there can be a change for yes, whatever reason. I agree. I agree. But it's definitely improving. Mm-hmm. And, it, and if you disagree with that, then you're just not watching the game. Colby Holcomb, I thought was outstanding. That that might have been the best start Mississippi State's had this year. Mm-hmm. And if you put his if you put his stat line up against everybody else, maybe it's not as impressive. But just from a pure commanding the strike zone, competing, he never really lost batters. He walked a guy, but he was competing in that at bat. It was a you know three two battle at the plate. One of the pitches. Probably should have been a strike, and he would have struck the guy out. But four innings, three hits, one run, one walk, five strikeouts. And from the first batter he faced to the last batter he faced, he was commanding the strike zone. He looked like the guy that a lot of us thought he would be in recruiting when he was coming out of Northeast. And that's another option for you. I I don't know what you do with him because, to me, he kind of looks like a starter. He looks a little more fluid out there as a starter. So I, I don't really know what you do with that, but he's going to factor into your plans. Um, and that's another guy. You're, you're looking for bodies right now that can come in, throw strikes, and give you good innings. Um, and even though uh, Tyler Davis and Tyson Harden weren't just dominant in this game, mm-hmm. they competed and they didn't um, let things escalate. Two innings, two hits, no runs for uh, Tyler Davis. Tyson Harden gave up a, a run in the eighth inning, but got out of trouble, an inning in two-thirds for him, one run, two strikeouts. Mm-hmm. Those guys just competed, and they haven't had a good uh, season to this point for the most part. 
Mm-hmm. But again, that's two more guys there that are getting some confidence. Casey Hunt got confidence on Tuesday night. The pitchers, that's kind of where Mississippi State's season is going to live and die. Yes. Is pitching. And the more guys that you can get out there that can throw strikes and get you out of of uh, innings and not let things just kind of unravel on you, the better this team's going to be. And uh, of course, you know, Nate Dome was what he was. Yeah. Good Lord. This guy's, he's good. Yeah. Okay. Ending in two thirds, one hit, three strikeouts. I mean, 18 pitches, 14 strikes. Yeah. He's walked one, he's walked no more than one batter in every outing this year. That's the stat that stood out to me tonight, by the way. The, uh, these are the two stats I'm going to look at every game for Mississippi State. Only three walks and no errors. Yeah. I mean, when, when they play games like that, they're going to win, I think, more times than not. Well, defense, you know, wasn't great on Tuesday, but for the most part, this defense has been good for over a week. Brought Slade Alford back into the starting lineup tonight as well. Yeah, and you need him to get some confidence. You need there to be some competition there. Yeah. Um, You know, State wasn't great at the plate in that game, but they did what they had to do uh, to get the win. That's two big wins. Those are two teams that I think are going to be two of your better non-conference teams you play this year. Really, I think Nichols will be up that high. Yeah, I I thought the Nichols pitching staff was actually pretty good, and mm-hmm. state state saw them well. If mm-hmm. you look at their numbers, they're very good. Um, so I di- I didn't think Nichols was all that bad, especially uh, from a pitching standpoint. When you look at what they've done this year, mm-hmm. um, and then Louisiana is always a good program. So uh, two really good wins. I didn't think you taxed the bullpen really in these two games. You should have everybody available. I mean, Nate Dome, how many pitches did he throw? 18. 18, good to go. Yeah. He can pitch on Friday if you need to. Yeah, I would think so. Um, so, yeah, I mean, State's in good shape going in this weekend. Need to take two here, and that plays right into, you know, what you said two weeks ago, State need to build some wins. You lose one ball game in, in two weeks, you got to feel good about where you're at. If that's the case. Yeah, 15-6 after this week. If you win two out of three this weekend, that's winning nine out of ten. You have a great chance to make that ten out of eleven. When you talk about what you know, playing Arkansas State before you play Vanderbilt, and then you get Vanderbilt at home for what should be a pretty big crowd. You know, it's been a while. Vanderbilt hasn't been here since eighteen, I think. You know, the last time Mississippi State played Vanderbilt was uh, in the national championship game. So and this this stadium wasn't even completely finished completely last time they were here. Yeah. I remember I remember that series very well. So they got swept by Vanderbilt, and that wasn't a great yeah. Vanderbilt team. And uh, I remember just watching that, and I was just like, "This is one of the worst baseball teams states ever had." And then, of course, yeah. you know, three months later, they're in Omaha. It was like, you know, it was pretty much like Ethan Small was the only guy that was well, he, that looked okay. He had not even really started to to, to move forward. You know, you they were just they were just trying to figure things out, and it was just it was just not working. And then, like you said, as as the freshmen got better, they built into a, a better team. And then, of course, that leads to a run where you go to Omaha for three straight times and you get win a national title. We'll see what what this season brings. But that Vanderbilt series is going to be very crucial. Should be big crowds that weekend, assuming the weather is good. But this weekend is is key. I, I don't think it's. I think it's a little too early to say it's a season defining series. But what we know about Kentucky is they always start off hot, and then when they get to conference play, they're they're not any good. So if you yeah. go up to Kentucky and get the series, you're going to be feeling pretty good about yourself and and your and your opportunities and your chances to just just to get back into the postseason again. It's just about you know. Are you if you're a two seed and somebody else's regional this year? That's a great bounce back from where you were a season ago. 
Next year can be a year where you want to expect to compete for the uh, for Omaha again, but this year is just about getting into the postseason and doing the best you can with what you got there. So good wins for Mississippi State. Like I said, they've won seven in a row. Uh, Kentucky this weekend. The Sunday game is televised. The other two will be streaming. Uh, so that'll be a uh, chance to watch the Bulldogs on the SEC Network uh, this coming Sunday. Uh, Robbie, you'll be in Lexington to to enjoy some of this, I believe. You, this, you're going up there just as a as a trip. This is not a, a work trip for you, correct? No, no, I'm I'm working. You are working. Okay, I thought I yeah. thought you were just going up there with your friends. No, I'm I'm going to work. Well, that's no good. Nobody wants that. Take just take off. It's fine. I mean, if I'm going, if I'm going to like take the time to go to a Mississippi State event, I'm usually going to cover it. I hear you. I guess. I, I went to a couple of men's games this year just to watch. Yeah, but um, for the most part, if I you go, drive to South Bend on Friday. That's the the event you need to cover. I thought about it. It's about five hours, so it's a, it's a bit of a ride. And yeah, I mean, like getting home would be tough. But that and it would disrupt. It would disrupt you know, the whole up. trip. Stay with Orca. It's fine. No, I could, but it would disrupt the whole trip with my friends. I mean, I, I got you. I got you. So, all right. Uh, no Robbie tomorrow on the podcast, but we will have a podcast uh, for you, and uh, we will uh, preview that series. And we're going to push our our positional breakdown. I'll say it eventually uh, to tomorrow. So we will talk running backs uh, on tomorrow's show. Plenty to talk about there. Uh, position group that's got a lot of potential, but a lot of question marks as well. So that'll be tomorrow. Are you are you going to replace me? No, 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 no. Yes, have to go it alone. Yes. All right. Talk to you guys tomorrow for Robbie Falk. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk, Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.